G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You and I, we only have a limited time left on this earth. So, what are you going to do with it? Spend it? Waste it? Save it? Or invest it? From this day forward, are you going to live a life that counts for something or not? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program. Today we're going to take a look at the rest of your days on this earth from a different perspective. Saw an advert on the back of a taxi the other day, and the ad was from an investment company, so it had the brand name with a byline that said, Own Your Future. The idea being, I guess, that if you invested for your retirement through this particular company, that you'd end up owning your future. Hmm, seductive idea. Great concept. And I, look, I guess there's nothing wrong with making sure that you have enough funds to support yourself when it comes to retire, although the idea of retiring isn't something I find so attractive. But the reality is that nobody can own their future because no one knows what tomorrow will bring. Jesus taught us that through this parable. Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 16. Then he told him a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he said to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my old barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grains and all my goods And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years to relax, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you and the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up for themselves treasures on earth but are not rich towards God. So owning tomorrow with any degree of certainty may well be out of the question. But let me ask you this, what are you going to do with your tomorrow? That's more to the point. Over these last few weeks, we've been chatting about living a life of vanity or in victory. Whether we're going to live our lives serving ourselves, meeting our every desire, feathering our own nests, only to discover there's an emptiness in that place that nothing can fill, that's vanity. Or whether we're going to live out our lives following God's calling, doing His will, pouring ourselves out for Him to be filled with a victory and a contentment that words can't describe. That's the choice that each of us has. Jesus had that choice too, as we saw yesterday on the program, and it's a choice that he lays before us, you and me, here and now. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. And so, as our time together in this series of messages draws to a close, I believe that that's the question that each one of us needs to ask and to answer. How are we spending our lives? And is the way that we're spending our lives, our limited time here on this earth, doing the will of our Father in heaven? Or are we going our own way and wasting our lives? Well, do you have an answer to those questions? And if you do, are those answers pleasing to God or not? kind of makes us squirm in our seats a bit, doesn't it? Now, I'm not here to take any of us on a guilt trip. It's not about that. What this is about is asking ourselves whether we are in fact living out our lives the way that God's called us to 
or not. Whether we've even figured out what God's higher calling on our lives is. Because Jesus made it clear again through a parable that when the end of our time here on this earth comes, how we spent that time is going to be very, very important to him. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 29, we're told that our time has grown short and in Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, that we should make the most of our time. In other words, the reason that God has left you and me to be on this earth is to live out his plans, his purposes, and the time for us to do that is limited and growing shorter and shorter as each minute ticks by. Now, if we happen to have wasted time up until this point, then, well, you know what? There's nothing we can do about that except ask God's forgiveness through Jesus. What we can do, however, is choose what we do with the rest of our lives. The other day on the program, we took a look at Jesus' life and observed that with all the trials and opposition and sacrifice that he faced, being who he was put on this earth to be, the easy option would surely have been to stay safe and sound in his dad's carpenter shop in Nazareth rather than to confront the forces of evil and to make a spectacle of them by defeating their power in our lives on that brutal cross. But he made his choice to set his sights on Jerusalem, the Passover and the cross, to do his father's bidding. And I believe there is someone listening today who has yet to make that choice. Someone who has yet to set his or her heart like flint on doing the will of our Father in heaven. Someone who has yet to take the narrow path that leads to life. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who will take it. But the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who will find it. The point of our discussion today is simply to put that one issue before each one of us, me as much as you, for us to honestly examine our hearts and our ways, and if needs be, to go to God and to say, God, I, I've got this wrong. I've been walking down this, this wide, easy path, thinking that everything's good, thinking that God's blessing me, thinking that it's all good, and I realise now I haven't been doing your will. I haven't been living my life for you. I haven't been sacrificing so that your love would flow out through me into a lost and hurting world. To go to God and to choose his calling. To go to God and say to him, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I want to live out your victory in my life. I am prepared for the narrow gate. I am prepared for the road that is hard, which will lead to life. I am prepared to go the way that few will. In fact, you know something? Let's pray about this right now. If you can hear God calling you into a life of service to him, whatever that looks like, however he's going to do that, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Father God, as we just come to you in prayer, we think of Jesus. When he was confronted with that huge cup of suffering there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said to you that if you couldn't make that cup pass from him, then let your will be done and not his. And so it was that he went to the cross at the cost of his life, to win a victory for us that we don't deserve. To win a victory that gives us eternal life, that sets us free from sin. And as we lay hold of that victory right now by faith in Jesus, we're so awestruck by his choice, the choice of the dusty roads of Israel over his bed at home in Nazareth, 
the choice of scorn and ridicule and criticism of so many instead of the love and the encouragement of his mother and father and family, the brutal nails of the cross instead of the nails of the carpenter shop. And Lord, we hear your call on our lives to come and to follow you. So this day we choose the narrow gate. This day we choose to live the rest of our lives doing the will of the Father in heaven. This day we choose to live out our victory, not our comfort. Forgive us. Forgive us for the time that we've wasted to this point and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to live out your calling on our lives, whatever it may cost. We lay our lives down to you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Pretty big prayer. Expect opposition. The devil won't let this pass. He'll create doubt and opposition. He'll lure us with the comfort of the wide, easy road. He'll do everything he can to take us back to a life of vanity. But Jesus died and rose again to give us, you and me, a life of victory. And that life, if it hadn't already started before, starts this minute, here and now, for those who prayed that prayer with me. So what are you waiting for? Let's go. Let's, let's leave it. Let's go. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's Word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.